Here we are again. Live. What? What? Hey, everybody. What up? What up? What up? We are back with another episode of Finding. Oh, bloody. Thank you so much, first and foremost, everybody that has tuned in and listened to our first episode. We got so much great feedback from it. Um, Yeah, mum, what do you think? How do you think the first one went before we jump into this next one? I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed listening listening back to um, our first podcast. Um, yeah, it, it it had me um, looking into myself, and at the same time, I've kind of laughed back at myself at a few things as well. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Amazing. Yes. We're super excited for this journey. So for those that haven't heard our first episode, go check that out. But this podcast is called Finding and it's a conversation between myself and my mum from two different generations looking at different issues and things that we've experienced within the black community. And we're just talking about it very candidly, very openly. And yeah, we hope to bring some insights some healing and some breakthroughs. So let's just jump straight in. Um, January has all about, been all about finding health. And last week we spoke about good health. And this week we've decided to focus on um, COVID. We've actually decided to actually look and discuss more into the whole COVID pandemic and how it's affected the black community. Um, There are so many people who have speculated or suggested that there is some bigger agenda um, to this. So we wanted to shed a bit of light on that and talk about that from our own perspectives, as well as vaccinations and anything else that comes in between. But those are the main topics that we want to discuss today in regards to finding health. So it's going to be a COVID special because we think it's only right as the whole year and 2021, we are still looming in a lockdown. Well, it's it's relevant, isn't it? Because we're Mm. we're actually living it. It's not like to say we're we're even talking about it in past tense. We're all currently at home having to mandatory stay in the house to try and keep yourself safe and others safe from catching this you know weird obscure virus that's just mm-hmm. taking the world by storm I mean coming from my position as a 40 something um year old this is unprecedented like I've never heard of it in life you know what I mean these are things mm-hmm. for the storybooks for you know you'd go back to fables and <laughs> when you get taught at school you know with the black plague and this and that you know you can't dig up black Eve common but for all who knows black Eve common because <laughs> it might release the black plague and do you know what i mean like this is going to go down in history or something on that kind of level because um never in in my life have i known anybody to have to mandatory stay in their house because mm. there's a bug going around that could kill you yeah. you know it's true it's true I mean, let's just jump straight into it. Like, what are your thoughts on the whole COVID pandemic? I mean, we're not going to go exactly into depth in terms of what it is, because you should know if you don't, and you've been living under a rock for Mm -hmm. the past year and change. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, what are your thoughts on the whole um, pandemic in itself? Well, I've got to say that in a two-part kind of answer, if I'm being honest, because 
when it initially came about, I was rolling my eyes and like, and do you know what I mean? And like, child, that's some fluting. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. why is people going all, you know, manic about this um this bug? Um, as well as you know, you've seen on the news that it's not happening in your country. So you're thinking, right. ah, forget that, man. Do you know what I mean? I'm still living my life. I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, mm. it's not affecting me. So if I'm being honest, I didn't really care. Yeah. That's the truth. I didn't really care because yeah. it wasn't in my face at the time. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Now bring it to present. My answer would be it's very real. And yeah. um, whether it's called COVID-19, Ruana, Karuana, um, <laughs> Jajafara, Ruana, <laughs> Wrigley's Ruana, whatever yeah. she niem, you understand? She's come and infected the the black community quite badly. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I, I now, I've on, I am of the mindset that, you know what, um, how it's manifested itself and accelerated over from since last March to now, um, and just the way of people's life, it's more than real. Whether or not you've personally had the bug or not had the bug, it's, it's something that is taking lives and yeah. it's evident that it's something that we need to more than take seriously, you know? Um, so yeah, initially I didn't really care cause it wasn't affecting me in my immediate sort of, you know, uh, circle. And now it's, um, it's more than real. Obviously, you know, you know that having, uh, your auntie, uh, a, a affected um at, at the time and literally she's a walking miracle and I so I know say so listen the universe and those you know miracles that people talk about genuinely it exists so my faith has got really deep from this whole situation but that's another story we can go into that and roll into that another time but yeah I I, I do see it as a real thing you know mm-hmm. Um, I'm no longer one of the, the skeptics like nah this is some um, you know what I mean the government's doing this and all that the government still could be doing that yeah but I'm just yeah. saying how it's affecting people humans I'm looking from a human level it's real because yeah people get it go to hospital then they come out so how much yeah. more real can you get than that if I was to look at it from my current viewpoint I think I can um, definitely relate a lot to how you were in the beginning. I thought it was a bit of a joke or an an exaggeration, Mm. should I say. Mm. And I was really stuck on that statistic of, well, you know, you know, they're really going on with this whole coronavirus thing, but no one's talking about how many people die of the common flu every year. Yeah, I was um, on that as well. Do you know what I mean? I was like, how come they're not bringing up statistics then that show how much people die per year just naturally from whether it's from a car crash? And the, why are they not putting on comparisons, you know? Right, and then it wasn't right. actually, it was, it was, sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought like getting this way because you know my brain, my, my brain can be a bit like a sieve sometimes. I'm just like, I forgot about that. <laughs> let, me, let me go back. Let me go back. <laughs> yeah. But it was a colleague at work that turned around and said that how it's not, they can't really give you that kind of comparison 
yeah because mm. things work at a different rate do you know what I mean right. like uh, somebody could have gone into hospital um today to have a baby and that baby is not been born technically or once it's born if it's born you know and it's passed away it's a death yeah yeah um so that would be an extra number so to speak you know what i mean if the mum and the baby di- um, dies at the same time you know that's two extra deaths when they're relating that to corona you know is it directly corona they have to be specific and they haven't got they haven't got to that stage of being specific yet so they can't do that comparison or they're not doing that comparison on that kind of basis do you know what I mean because Mm. it's hard to do it um it's hard to compare it basically Mm. that's from what you know the discussion that we've had together but you know let's uh move on carry on what are you saying so I just kind of (laughs) took over this sorry um yeah in a nutshell um I think at the beginning um I didn't really take it very seriously um and then um maybe my health anxiety was sparked but then at the then you know maybe mid-April you know with the I had to really tell family to stop whatsapping me certain things because it was just too Mm. much and then I went into that kind of like scaremongering moment where I was like oh my god I was watching the statistics every day I was watching the news articles every day like and I you know told myself oh my god I got COVID and then I kind of thought okay this is this is somewhat real um and then it kind of went down again and up again. So I feel like I've been on a bit of a roller coaster yeah. ride with yeah. it. I've realised that it's much deeper than what we actually could have understood. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this virus is, you know, like you said, if they want to call it COVID nineteen or COVID, like because so many people it's say a virus. Two different strains, it's a virus. It's a virus, and it's coming out mm-hmm. with a vengeance. Oh, so, it's art skew though. Is um. Yeah. Do you think that your thought process from the point of when COVID started to where you were is heavily influenced by um, family opinions, friends' opinions, WhatsApp opinions, social media opinions, uh, news opinions or news um, footage? Is it heavily influenced by that or is it something that's inside of you that you just think, um, nah, this is something deeper like something something's going on under the surface that's what I believe in my core forget about shutting out all the noise of what people are saying um Mm. do you feel like when you're in like your friend's company and you talk about it that your thought process is influenced by um what they may come to the table with in regards to conversations or do you stick to your kind of what your core belief is I think it's 50 50 mm. I think they're both influenced by each mm. other so I don't sit there with my hand on my face watching the news and thinking you know and being consumed by it but then at the same time there must be some truth mm. to it you know or conversations that I'm having with people there are some truths mm. to it but I do have my own base opinions mm. as well and I do feel like the virus is real and I do feel like it is out you know it can mm. kill but I do feel like there is an underlying agenda of some sort. What that may be, I, I, I can't say, but I do believe that there is a hidden agenda by some sort of governmental body, if that's a word, um, to create world order, if I'm going to be completely honest. 
unfortunately without getting too too deep right now i do feel like there there may be some there's been so many like um conspiracy theories out there so let's hit Um, up with one conspiracy theory then okay so what's your thoughts then on the whole it being radiation poisoning yeah covid is not really covid it's radiation poisoning affected and being distributed by um the 5G towers that they've been putting up and so forth around um, London and the outskirts and all of that. What do you think about that? Mm. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know much mm. about it. I know that so many people have been fully against mm. it. And I know that it, from what people have said, like you mentioned, um, it can cause radiation poisoning. And I've even known, I think, even in, like, my work building, like, people were so against getting, like, 5G mm. broadband because it was, like, killing off plants mm. and mm. things like that. So, you know, those conversations even happening a little bit mm. before the whole COVID thing happened. And then when people were like, well, no, it's not a virus, but it's this. I don't really know, per se, much about that. Well, I kind of like... What about you? Uh, well, n- no, I don't really know a lot about it myself because I really yeah. try not to buy into the whole conspiracy theory. You know, I do yeah. get jabbed in, I'm not going to lie, because I'm a bit of a stickler to, you know, kind of like, oh, it's a possibility. But I don't allow it to right. kind of envelope me and suck me in. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I do believe there's some form of co- correlation in regards to this whole 5G thing. But I don't know right. if they're using this corona in order to infiltrate the um, the five five G system. Uh, I, I'm looking at it. I'm just like, you know, I try to look at things from a logical kind of position, yeah, instead of being right. emotional about it. So my logic right. kind of looks and I said, well, how does it benefit the go- government, yeah, in order to uh, or the powers that be, then whoever is in control, whether that be Boris and embedding them. Or if it's if it's you know um, Trump and the fee and brethren, or if it's just all the world leaders or all the rich people in you know mm. different continents and countries around the world, whoever it is, how does it benefit to have um, a, a portion of the the country countries um, wiped out? How does it benefit them? What is the because let's let's face it, money is what runs the world. Doesn't it yeah. make sense to have more income coming from those people living than them being dead? That could be contributing to the economies to make the economy, you know, bigger than to have them dead. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So uh, I look at it from that aspect, and then I look. But then it could be come from a collateral damage point of view. It's for, you know. Um course those people no one's taken away obviously the sufferings that their family have gone through and even them but like it's going against with everything like post um crises and wars and things like that of course those normal civilians Mm. obviously they died fighting for Mm. their country or for a particular Mm. cause but it was the cause per se that was bigger than Mm. that do you know what i mean so it's like what's come from the war or what's come from a particular um disaster which is what stands. so do you think it's a, sort of like their their mindset is a kind it's a necessary evil maybe but it's just weird to me like with all these medications and these pharmaceuticals they've got th- these pharmaceutical companies are going to benefit, benefit the most from for sure 
Right, exactly. So it's a new business mm-hmm. trade, isn't it? Well, it's, it's the same you know, thing, like, and... you know, I'm not going to lie. My belief is that there is a cure for cancer and my belief is that there is a cure mm-hmm. for AIDS. Do you know what I mean? Um, It just makes sense for the pharmaceutical company not to, it's not business sense for them to give you the cure because you won't be a returning customer. Do you know what I mean? So maybe wow. they're, they're, they're adopting that same kind of mindset of which, okay, so mm-hmm. they've got to send out this bug a few people get people scaremongered enough to want to take the vaccine and be dependent on that vaccine that if any side effects from that vaccine um they will be a, a, a lifelong customer um to the pharmaceutical companies for maintenance medication just another yeah. sort of like uh, yeah bit of ideal you know, yeah uh perspective so bring it back because in your um when you was talking about your current views you mentioned about black people being most affected by the pandemic, which mm-hmm. is factual. We totally understand that there are a lot of community cultures and races that mm-hmm. have been affected by the pandemic. However, statistics do show that black and ethnic minorities are more affected. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I mean, we managed to actually pick up some statistics that we can shed some light on that. But just personally, why do you think that we as a community have been affected more so by the virus than others i genuinely actually feel that it's like um black people that are in the west of um or you know the western world so to speak so that's the americas Mm. that's the you know the england's and all that and the other european countries and kind of looking at it from a logical standpoint there has not been a lot of deaths in in caribbean countries or the african um, countries why is that because they have sun readily available their diet is Mm -hmm. different so they're, they're almost, yep. their, their whole um, uh, digestive system and organs are built differently. Um, not built differently as in they're like different kind of humans. I'm talking about their, their, their sustenance for, for um, food intake yeah, is more on a um, natural kind of uh, based diet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that mm-hmm. really it boils down to it being the sun and and the and the dietary kind of intake of of the people in those countries is better than in the west because mm-hmm. most of the foods that we eat mm-hmm. is processed quick you know what I mean because we're so busy you know working and stuff like that we rely on fast food we rely on quick quick meals you know uh, I I think that was pretty much the road to black people's um downfall in regards to you know health wise because most of the foods are, are built with so much sugar so much you know um what's those what's those things called Shay? The, like additives, additives and all of that um they've got all of those things in there just to try and just keep the, the, the food sustainable and being able to sell off of the shelf you know what i mean um mm-hmm. i think that's a hell of a lot of why a lot of black people being affected because our diets are crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. that's particularly right. over there. So it's it's and we're more inclined to exactly more because issues. black people suffer a lot with high blood pressure. We suffer a lot with diabetes. diabetes. Suffer a lot with you know cholesterol, cholesterol, all them sort of things. There, all those things are essential parts that you need in order for your body to maneuver certain ways. You know. When you're back home in whatever country you come, whether it be, you know, Jamaica, Guyana, Barbados, 
um, Africa, Ghana, you know, all the all of the black people main countries. Then they are not dropping mm. down like that. Nowhere near as much as over here. I mean, according to statistics, we've since the pandemic started in March 2020 in the UK alone, there's been 3.2 million positive cases and 84,767 deaths with black people, according to the Intensive Care National Audit and Research Centre shows that 34% of COVID-19 related admissions into intensive care for our community was 34% compared to 13% being for our white counterparts. And I think as well, because of the diets um, being sort of the first point of call for most people's demise, taking COVID out of it, yeah? If if you're already on some form of medication because of some form of ailment, whether it be the cholesterol's not right and they're trying to regulate that or whether the blood pressure's not right, I believe that those drugs are affecting something else in your system. So it's pretty much weakening your immune system. So you will be Mm. susceptible to, you know, a slight cold on a regular basis because your immune system's not at um, at its peak. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas when you're when you don't have those things, they you you've got more of a fighting chance, I believe, to 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 withstand whatever, whether it be the flu or COVID or whatever else, you know, is a, a bug that you can catch up in the air. You know what I mean? Um but that, well, it's a thing where because I remember when this all started, you know, initially they were like, you know, older people are much mm. more susceptible to being victims of COVID-19 and younger people are better, like, you know, it's gonna, it's less likely to happen to younger people and it's less likely to happen to black people. And then all of a sudden it was kind of like black people mm. are dropping down like flies, like young people mm. are contracting the virus. A lot of young people mm. are actually dying. And it was like, it kind of done like yeah. a whole 180. And even when and they were coming like... in with the, with the whole masks and, and that, remember they were bunning it out in the right. beginning. They were like, oh, that's the, that's... Yeah, they that's said that, that wasn't protecting, protecting you. That's, you know, it's... None, none of it. Do you know what I mean? And then it's now mandatory. So I'm just like, how did right. we do it? What changed then? You know what I mean? So, like you said, yeah, a lot of young people are getting affected. So uh, I, I don't know what made it accelerate so much, especially when they're saying there's a new, um, there's a new strain. But they could be coming with every other month. Oh, there's a new strain. But there's been a new strain of so right? many different viruses. So, you know, that's not nothing new. It's not something that I wasn't prepared for. But to answer your question about with the young people... I kind of believe that why it's building or why the spread rate is accelerating so much is because our generation, we don't listen, you know, like if you look about how we as a country have handled this pandemic compared to some compared to some other countries, let's say China, where they've said that this has originated from when their government announced lockdown, Mm. it was lockdown, borders shut, everything shut, Mm. you can't go nowhere. Certain other countries was like, you got army troops out in the street. Like, you've got to have freaking permission slips to why you're going to the store. Our country, 
you can't go out you've got to stay in, but you can get exercise or mm. you can go to work or whatever and when they lift mm-hmm. it you've got to eat out to help out and you've got people people are not understanding the social concepts mm. of social distancing like what does that even mean do you know what I mean when you've got people exercising and parks and everything's are still open people are still mm. going to come into contact with each other when you go into the shopping centers like two meters doesn't mm. even look like it exists so of mm. course it's going to continue to spread um to spread because the measures that you've put into place they've been mm. so up and down up and down up and down people, people don't know where it, they're going it? or coming people people over it i don't think it's just your your generation i'm gonna to say to you straight up and down at, at, for my age and i'm over it too yeah i'm literally over it i understand the the, the health implications and i do it in order for no one to bring them out to me so i will put on my mask mm. you know what I mean and I am doing it for yeah. um just to kind of really fit the status quo I don't I don't have a valid medical reason why I can't wear the mask so I mean I just wear it but it, it's it's right I, I look at it as pointless to be wearing it because I go okay. by the original you know uh, medical terms at the time which are th- that breath comes out at the sides of the mask Unless you've got a suction over your nose mm. and never, you know, so that's one aspect. And then the aspect in regards to the social distancing, I want to be out. I don't like feeling cooped up. Yeah. But I will stay cooped up because I'm looking at it that I'm trying to safeguard you. I'm trying to safeguard, you know, um, other people because I've got compassion for people. I don't want it to be a case that I might be a, a, a COVID carrier i don't have no symptoms or nothing like that um and i've made somebody else ill because they've been in my so you know i, I would adhere to those things mm-hmm. there but it's like you know i do find it like a pointless exercise you know if the government from get go did turn around and say you know but it's just straight lockdown everybody just go in your yard don't don't come yeah, out and whatever yard. and it was just that no so one's flying we're gonna in do and this out straight for the rest like six months straight we'll review it yeah and then we'll extend it if you know the whole sort of like oh can we come out today or or, no we can't come out today the whole um can the kids go back to school today oh no they can't go back to do you know what i mean it's the whole you know up in and down it you know i know it's probably not easy also for the decision makers as well because they're getting information from left right and center but i'm looking at it from a human level looking at it from a family level i'm looking at it from Mm -hmm. just um wanting to have the freedoms of life I had before but still mindful of the fact that everything right. changed and changed in a way that yeah. it's probably not going to ever go back to how we 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 saw it with a you know what I mean so what is our new reality mm. for you what is your new reality oh gosh well my new reality is mm. my business is closed <laughs> which is at the beginning, it was very hard. It was very difficult. It was very uneasy. I would say the first week I had just a breakdown because I was just like, mm. what the hell am I doing with myself? And then the first lockdown, all I wanted to do was keep busy, keep fit, keep busy, keep busy, keep fit. And then, you know, we was allowed to open and then we had to close for November. And then I was just mm. over the whole damn thing. I think I was just going through my own intrinsic depression and I was just over absolutely everything with the lot I was just like I was just over it and then this time I think I've have dealt Mm. with it a lot better because I've been able to really like do some intrinsic work with the help of like Mm. my spiritual journey um and 
I'm just looking at mm. things from a different perspective you know I'm kind of mm. getting out of my brain a lot more um and just kind mm. of taking it for what it is so I, I can't be mm. mad at something I can't control it's bigger than me I can only do what I can do for myself and those around me so in regards to like you know how you mentioned you know wearing a mask that doesn't bother me and to be honest I think people should continue to wear masks and not simply for the the, the lack of the spread of the virus but I think there are I'm sorry That's to say true. but there are some dirty people, people got out some there smacking breath out people don't some have bad halitosis. you know like if, it, <laughs> if the if the breath did have color you know it would be bare green <laughs> coming out there mouth. <laughs> literally no no for real you know but yeah some people don't some people don't have Mm. that common decency to cover their mouth with their coffin or to sanitize like there are certain things that are in place now that should have been in place like you know public transports Mm. having hygiene stations and just certain things that when you're going to restaurants you're currently not being laid out all day like these are all that. things that we should have been adapting within so society like already. This, already. So why has so it taken like a global pandemic? Because all the, it's like, we were just like... Well, yeah, mm. but we didn't know any different. We didn't know any different. So I'm not going to, like, condemn us for it. But now we know those things should be carried forward. I understand. I understand. I mean... I just want to say a disclaimer that when I go down to rich restaurants, I make sure I clean my knife and floor that out. <laughs> clean yeah well you taught us that though you always taught us that so you know wipe it with a napkin and stuff but you know when you're actually when you're actually thinking about like wow like the cleanliness of places and it's yeah so for that I I don't mind but my reality right now I'm in a sense I'm in a place Mm. of peace because I've created that peace myself because if I was to if I was to jump on the bandwagon of everything that's going on yeah put me in the line for the breakdown's just around the corner people's Mm. like yeah like every like people you know I was on another call today and I don't think people are really deepening like the mental health aspect Mm. let's even take away the financial and the health Mm. but the actual mental health of this whole pandemic it is I mean I'm not gonna lie when I first went into lockdown like I said I didn't believe in it I was well vexed with my my manager to and I said yeah you're gonna have to work from home I was just there looking her in her face, like proper giving her some <laughs> some cut eye and pushing up my lip. Literally, I was like, I was giving her that, and that was the manager that I like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's saying something, mm. you know. So and then when I was actually at home and right. I had to work from home and the system not working, this it was mudding me. Then I had to be flipping, juggling, doing homeschool as well. Listen, yeah. I was thrust out. Homeschooling, thrust out. I was over. I was. Yeah, I've got to give no. it to you. You've done really well. You've done really well. And I condemn, like, oh, not condemn. Yeah, we don't wow, that. Who's condemning? That's the word you want to say. <laughs> condemn it, you know. That's a strong wow. word. No, mm. I, I want to commend, that's the word, I want to mm. commend all parents at home that are holding down jobs it's and teaching hard. their kids at the same time because you guys are the real MVPs. Nah, it's hard. Listen, when I came home, I was just like, those couple of weeks, I was on a high. I was like, yeah, kids, let's do this, right, blah, 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 blah. We got to, like, week three, week four, and I was like, I'm done. You guys can teach yourselves, This is homeschool (laughs) self-talk. See the book there? See the computer there? All I can with it. You understand? Deuces, I'm out. You guys can do it yourself. 
and I had to actually again I had to really like take you know think about it but you know what regardless of some of the teachers that I had I rate you lot because it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot it really is a yeah, lot yeah you don't so understand well done, all down to lot, today man. you know I'm Big coming up, up the school <laughs> <laughs> knowing full well that lockdown ain't over I was like so what <laughs> can they come back on the 18th <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, um, no, nah. <laughs> nah. that's not no. happening. I was like, what? That's not happening. No, <laughs> no seriously, it, it, it's it's oh, gosh. All I can say is, it has been a journey, yeah. But I've had to kind of flip it on yeah. its side and say, yeah, even though mentally it's been, you know, um, challenging, um, it's allowed me to dig deeper, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's also allowed me to kind yeah. of. Uh, really yeah. shine a mirror on myself and say, you know what, you're a bad B B B. Yeah, you bad girl. You bad. You know what I mean? And you know my resilience mm. is more than I thought it was. It was before. Do you know what I mean? Because juggling all of that and still trying right. to, you know, get bills done, shopping in, and all of that mashed into a day, um, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. It takes its toll on on any human being. Do you know what I mean? Whether you're a mother, father, grandmother, whatever. Yeah. If you've got kids involved and you've got multiple things to actually. No, I ditto for me. I ditto, you know, even though I could say at the beginning of lockdown it was difficult, I I was able to. I'm grateful for a lot of things that happened in the pandemic. Mm, that's what I'm trying to um, say. It's our reality, isn't it? But a lot of things that happened in the the the, the first lockdown, um, particularly that I was able to just kind of just slow down altogether and just kind of like connect more with my friends, my family, myself, spiritually, mentally, physically. And yeah, realise what I should be grateful for because even though we were you know a lot of us were at home with our family there were also like you said people that wasn't or are on their own or they're in relationships that are not so strong and you know they could be physically or mentally abused and some children that are neglected so it made me realize like you know really understand what you have here and appreciate it and value those that are in your life um and make that effort to go above and beyond and that's something that I really want to continue this is what this journey of this pandemic has allowed me to do like appreciate those that are in my life and also ensure that I'm doing what I need Mm -hmm. to do in terms of nourishing my own health as well that's really helped because throughout the pandemic there were moments where I thought I had COVID no joke but you know my health anxiety definitely was a cause of that which triggered other personal health no. issues. I'm not going <laughs> to any more health issues right now. <laughs> we ain't going to talk about that today. But, um, mm. but yeah, what are your thoughts? We have touched base on it a little bit, but just what are your thoughts in regards to the vaccination? Are you in? Are you out? Are you thinking about, you know, getting right, so, it? Are see, you for not? right now, like, what are your, love you health, on it? health to the now. I'm not taking no vaccine, you understand? Because they just not they just do not right. have enough information and they have not tested enough for it for me to be be able to believe in that. 
You understand? Yeah. When they brought out things, them like you know, when you you lot was born, you'd be my first child, and they were giving people uh, the polio and um, vaccines and this and that and whatever. We took it because it's had a long time in order for it to have been tested, and you see that people kind of are right. You know what I mean? Hold on, I'm actually gonna wait. I'm just gonna ask you here and there. Did Look I here, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't tell you the story with that one. Like, this quick little <laughs> nugget here, yeah. The people then turned around and said to me, right, when it was time for you to have your BCG, something like you did have a scar, yeah? Or was, it, or was that about me? Right. I think it was me, you know. I'm getting it, I'm getting it all mixed up. Because I, I asked my own mum, I said, mum, did I get the BCG? She, she said, what name, sir? Right. <laughs> I was like, you know the injection that they give you that, you know, you don't have, like, any disabled kids and stuff like that, you know what I mean? She goes, I you know. <laughs> I was like, Okay, let me just. Okay, I don't know. Oh you know what I mean? Obviously, day. that window went. But look, you see how you're there. Right. Do you understand me? Right. Uh, as far as I know, you ain't got Yeah, I'm no here. I'm here. I'm here. Special I'm here. needs. <laughs> I'm all right. You know what I mean? And I'm all right. I've had I'm all right. your brothers and, and sisters as well. Do you know, my brother and sister as well. So it's not like to say, I don't know. Like, okay, go. let's go back to the, what the question was. Mum, did you have a piece of mineral? I come like just like my mother. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I think I, I don't know if you went into school that oh, day or if I, I, I if I bunned it out. But for me, for the vaccine, it's a no go for right now. They need more time to go and test it on people and all that. Maybe a year or two if they've you know it's enough documented cases that it, it's a success. Then people come back and turn around and say, you know what, well, I've had it, and I'm looking at them and they don't look all. <laughs> don't even go there. They just don't look jazzed up. <laughs> the then I, I, I might consider doing it. You know what I mean? Um, but I wanna, I wanna fly. I wanna travel. This, this, this year was supposed to be my travel year, and it's kind of flopped everything for me. So I'm just like, eh. yeah. So what about you? Don't you speak that it? into existence. Don't speak that into existence. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm not trying to jump on the bandwagon, but um, yeah, I feel like more research needs to be had. I feel like more bodies <laughs> needs to be. I was going to say injected. That sounds kind of wrong. But no, but I'm not talking more, about a, just people that I don't know. I'm talking about people that I know literally come and said, I have had it. I don't want to hear about nobody that's on the TV. But then actually, just going into it before we not, we before we cut um, the recording, is um, what are your thoughts in regards to the culture of people that are saying that they're not doing it? Because I feel like, is it because so many now we're living in an age of like mm. social media you know scaremongering what's all that sort of stuff why people are just like anti-vaccinations because I remember when I was going to school I quite looked forward to having an uh, um <laughs> a, a vaccine because that was my excuse of coming out of class <laughs> so, and, I, and I, wasn't, I remember I wanted to get the cervical HPV I wanted to get the cervical cancer um injection yeah, yeah, and you didn't have a problem with it. I got it done. So it was like, why is now everyone so like anti-vaccinations now when back in the day people didn't... I think because people are now getting it. a little bit more awakened to stuff. There's so much more information that's available. Someone, you know what I mean, can go away and literally research the hell out of something um, and records are more accessible. Right. So intelligent people who have got time on their hands can go and research. And once they start, you know, kind of starting a a narrative, um, 
people are easy to to jump onto because the information is readily available to the masses. So then, you know, I, I think that's partly to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, people are getting woke. That's another aspect of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, people are... Some people are seeing that there are a lot of cross correlations between certain vaccinations and how you know people are becoming less and less and less um, trustworthy of of what the you know medical boards are saying, what the government is saying. They're just like, nah, I know what's best for my kids. I know what's best for myself, and I choose not to do that. I think that's pretty much um, most. I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just saying that's what I think. It still has to boil down to the individual's um, own thought process and what they can live with and work with. You understand? You know, it's it's not by force, isn't it? And that's the key thing. I think it's about choice because Mm. the way, again, this might be the way the media is portraying it, but the way it's been portrayed, they're going to make life very hard if we don't get this vaccination. Where I feel like, where I feel like with previous, yeah you know vaccination everything was by choice it wasn't something that was mm. like you know if you know that you're going to exactly country, yeah i need to take my malaria tablets or i need to go and get my well, injections for this that, that, that and that's that, what i don't agree TV with or whatever what it is it was by choice the whole big brothers coming down the, on you and saying that you have the, to do this or you ain't gonna like, be able to go yeah. that i have a problem with you have to get it you can't fly or you mm. can't you know, and you're starting to right. see companies already incorporating that into their policy. I think, you know, there are certain, like, um, arenas um, wow. that are saying, you know, no vaccine, no entry, yeah. basically. And I think that is, like, really bad. Like, you should be giving mm. people the, the choice if they want to do that yeah. or not. So, yeah. What would you say from this whole episode? What is your uh, final fine from, from For me, on this um, episode, is that we were able to... Um, find gratitude in what what we have you know what i mean to just you know cutting back the bare facts of of yeah what we're in at the moment <clears throat> excuse me i look at it that we just have to just practice gratitude for what we do have you know what i mean and from that pl- platform um you can you can literally achieve whatever you want regardless of um ruana our karuana uh, whatever, regardless of what it is, you can achieve what it is that you want. Even though you're, you know, you're stuck in one household, it, it's, you know, be be grateful for that because there's some people that don't. That's my find, gratitude. For my find, the fact that the virus per mm. se, maybe not everything around it, but the virus is real and that we do need to stop or limit the whole whole thing as a facade of conspiracy because people mm. are losing their lives. So people to understand the seriousness, but that there is life to live, you know, do not yeah. allow this pandemic to feel like your life is over. I know that there is some hardships. I know that there are people that are really going through it right now, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And what gives me great, you know, just mm. sense of joy is that we're all in this together for the first time. I've seen the whole world come together, particularly with mm. like, you know, the Black Lives Matter stuff, you know, that's a whole nother episode. But yeah, that we're in this together and that yeah. if you're struggling at all, just reach out and connect. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, that yeah. I would say that's my find is to just yeah. know that your life is worth living. I love it. Um, and to look after yourself. It. Yes. We have done yes, yes. our second episode, which again was nothing but short of joys and laughters. Yeah, so stay tuned for another episode next week of Finding, where we'll be talking about something health related. We hope you have enjoyed. Yes, keep them. Thank and you very much yeah, for tuning in. Out. We are out. Bye. Peace and love.